Hello, everybody. My name is Daniel Prince, and I am the host of the Once Bitten podcast. This is a podcast focused on Bitcoin. It's my mission to interview as many people as I can around the different aspects of Bitcoin and help people understand exactly what Bitcoin could mean for them and for their families and for their future. I hope you enjoy the show. Thank you so much for listening. Swan Bitcoin, Coin Corner, Shift Crypto, Relay, the Bitcoin Conference, Bitten. That's all you need to know, right? I gotcha. You all had to listen to that. There was no banging through the usual ad reel. It's not really an ad reel. It's a, to support Bitcoin companies that are doing great work and to help plebs find the companies that can help them down the rabbit hole. Anyway, GG today, guys. The one and only Mr. 21 Lessons or Mr. 21 Ways to Look at Bitcoin because that's his new project. That's the book he's working on right now. Can't wait for that one to drop. And I hope to be able to get a hard copy and relax somewhere and meditate whilst reading it because that is the kind of vibe that Gigi always brings to his episodes whenever we chat and catch up. He has this ability to make us think deeper about are we living intentional lives? What are we doing? Are we here thinking through our options properly? And, uh, you know, he, he always brings the fire. He's such a great person to have in the space. Really hope you enjoy this interview with him. If this is the first time you've heard Gigi on the show, this is actually his third appearance, so you can go back and listen to the, uh, the other two that we did last year. It's always fun going back, listening to these old ones. Everybody seems so young and naive somehow even though so much sense was being spoken back then it's just testament to the amount of work that's gone on in the space and how we've all progressed so far anyway i will give a shield to the sponsors you know who they are swanbitcoin.com in the us use forward slash bits and that will start you off with a free ten dollars across europe use relay r-e-l-a-i dot c-h forward slash bitten that will help you save on commission they're running promos check their website shiftcrypto.ch forward slash bitten five percent off a hardware wallet which is the most important piece of kit that you are going to use and will ever need coincorner.com uk bitcoin exchange set up the auto buys and if you want to get to the conference you know what to do hit the link in the show notes and use bitten at checkout for ten percent off Here's Gigi. Okay, here we are. We got Gigi on the line. How are you doing, Gigi? Hey, pretty good. How are you? How are you guys doing? We're very well. You're doing well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Welcome back, my friend, to the uh, the Once Bitten podcast uh, round three. Yeah, <laughs> it's been Happy a long. Be again. <laughs> it's been a long time though. The, uh, you were you were a repeat guest very very early uh, into the project. Um, and we were talking about 21 lessons and, and all that good stuff and the writing that you were doing. God damn, we got loads to catch up on. But uh, first of all, I must step aside, take a sip of my coffee, sit back and let my co-host, who thinks she actually runs the podcast. Hey, uh, Okay. the listeners think. All right. <laughs> um, and if they think, then I am. Yeah. The, 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 so. If they yeah. think, then I am. Yeah. Who? I mean, very philosophical. <laughs> Perception is everything. So if they think you're on the podcast and you're running yes. the podcast. Yes, definitely. What's your question? Anyway, so I heard that you had a child, and I want to know um, 
I'm trying to think the words again. Hold on, sorry, I do this every time. No, no worries. Um, and what's it like being a dad? There we go. There we go. Oh man, it's amazing. So, um, yeah, to to everyone who is listening, who is on the fence, uh, you know, just <laughs> get the child, build the family. <laughs> That's what it's all about. No, it's uh, it's really amazing. Like, um, I I I have no no other words for it. Um, it's you know, she, she's such a bundle of energy and a bundle of light. And uh, it's, um, she's one and a half years old now uh, about that. And uh, it's, it's, it's the most amazing <laughs> time currently. She's running around and, and talking a lot and uh, yeah, just exploring all day, every day. So um, yeah, that, that's what it feels like. It, feel, it feels amazing. Right. And I have another one. How much sleep do you get? Oh, <laughs> that's a great question, actually. <laughs> um, most of the time, enough, I think. Uh, there are some days where I don't sleep too well. Sometimes it's just because um, I'm, uh, yeah, I I'm having a hard time going to sleep sometimes because something excites me and I just uh, have to keep working on some something or have to write something down. So I, I sometimes have to force myself to go to sleep. Um, it has been like this for at least 20 years and it's still the case <laughs> but i try to um i try to get at least like seven hours uh, a night uh sometimes eight sometimes nine so sometimes i sleep in and sleep a little longer but sleep is very very important so um yeah you you should really sleep a lot especially um <laughs> shout out to all the programmers and night owls out there uh, it's way more important than most people think mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. did the baby interrupt that too much <laughs> <laughs> no it's all right um actually i um sh she's sleeping very well and she she has started sleeping through the night kind of early on and she's she's very easy to handle so to speak yeah so and and i'm a heavy sleeper so i'm not i'm not easily woken up <laughs> oh you've been lulled into that false sense of security where you're just going to go ahead and have another kid and that one will not sleep a wink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm factoring that into the equation. Uh, it's too nice now. And it's, it's, <laughs> it's gonna be hell someday. I'm, I'm sure of that. <laughs> do you have any further questions? No, but I do have to get on checking. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Cheers, Gigi. Well, great, great to hear that uh, all is going well with, uh, with the little one. And, um, building a family. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's like nothing else, right? For for the younger guys that are listening, like you said, you know, if you're if you're on the fence, you know, Bitcoiners, of course, they, they think about these things a bit more deeply, perhaps than the general person that's just on the, the, the hamster wheel and the fiat system of life where it's kind of pre programmed that you're gonna have 2.4 kids and the dog <laughs> and the white picket fence. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And on, on that note, I, I think I, I, I wouldn't have like I, I definitely wouldn't be where I am right now without Bitcoin. And I, I think I wouldn't have family and child. Uh, it's just Bitcoin offered me this deep security, this very deep level of security where I knew I, I kind of knew, you know, I, I, I'm going to be all right, no matter what, you know, like it's, <laughs> it's uh, in, and, and not only in the monetary sense, but it's of course a big part of it too, but also in the sense that I, I knew that I, you know, like 
if you're working for Bitcoin, it's not like working for a corporation. Like your, your corporation might go away, might go bankrupt, whatever. Um, uh, Bitcoin can't go bankrupt and won't go away. And I, I was so sure of that, that I, I knew just focusing my energies, my time and energy on that thing will give me a certain level of security, no matter the purchasing power kind of, you know, like it's uh, the, I, I'm talking about this deep system level stability that Bitcoin offers and it kind of stabilized my life as well. And uh, yeah, had me hopeful for the future. And I think if people are hopeful for the future, they, they are going to get kids. Yeah. It's, it's one of these phenomenons, isn't it? That um, seems to go hand in hand with interacting with Bitcoin. And I, I tried to sum it up in a tweet recently. Uh, you know, the fiat kind of mindset is, um, make your, you got to find a way to make your money work for you, uh, by, you know, investing in it and being pushed into the stock market and all of these kind of things that, you know, is just basically gambling. Um, whereas if you work hard for Bitcoin, Bitcoin will work harder for you in return. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's also, um, I think why a lot of, hmm, <laughs> I think a lot of people are cynical. Uh, in the sense that they they oftentimes realize that what they're doing is not very important or uh, just wouldn't make a difference kind of or doesn't make a difference and uh, you know how many people truly believe in what they're doing and uh, I think most people just you know have some some job or some kind of even bullshit job where they 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 precisely know that everything is meaningless and what they're doing is, you know, like can be automated away by three lines of uh, access script code or, or something like that. And I think in Bitcoin, we, we see the opposite. I think we see people, um, you know, working on something that's, that's bigger than themselves. And that's why people come up with the metaphors of, you know, like the, the modern cathedral, it's like building a cathedral and you know, it's going to outlive you and you, you might not even uh, see it being finished in your lifetime, you know? And, and I think that's all of that inspires, uh, a, a certain sense of, uh, grandeur and hope and a lot of positive emotion where you kind of feel in your heart of hearts that what you're doing makes a difference and is meaningful. And uh, I think that's what I see, what propels a lot of Bitcoiners forward. I remember that exact moment that that happened to me. There was a, a couple of years before I exited my career and I just remember sitting at my desk uh, and I was in foreign exchange markets. So I'd be like there at 6.30 in the morning, switching on my Bloomberg terminals and my screens and whatever else, and just trying to get set up for the day. And just thinking to myself, what, what am I actually doing? <laughs> like, I'm just moving numbers around a screen and it, it feels good if I close a huge deal and then I think about the commission and all the dangled carrots and maybe I'll get that promotion. Maybe I'll run a desk one day. And, you know, just like this hard hitting kick in the balls. It's like, Dan, you repeat numbers for a living. You have no idea what's really going on. What are you actually contributing to society? And for the like the, the previous 16 years to that, I'd fooled myself into thinking I was part of this economic machine. You know, I was at the forefront of the, the global economy. And if it were not for foreign exchange brokers putting these deals together, then the money wouldn't turn and the world wouldn't spin. And this is before I found Bitcoin. Right? <laughs> so to have that kind of hit you in the face and then not have the safety net of Bitcoin, um, you know, I floundered around for another couple of years before actually pulling off the, the band aid and, and getting out of Dodge and taking the kids out of school and, and doing the traveling thing and, and, you know, trying to find purpose. Um, it, it's, 
it's really it's a great now that bitcoin is this much older and we have this like that there's way more resources you know bitcoinresources.com what you've put together people can go and find so if they have that moment at work in their fiat life they can find this so much easier and there it is it's the it's the ultimate safety net sure you can't just rip the band-aid off that minute you've got to put in the effort you do your own research you figure it exactly out what it is you find the best way to 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 buy it interact with it store it and then you make your escape plan out of your fiat life and hopefully into a, a bitcoin paying role yeah absolutely it, it is way easier than it than it used to be. Um, I, I I still remember where figuring everything out was uh, insanely hard, and I think I think it's still not exactly easy. If you're, we have the benefit of being around for a while, and a lot of things that are very disorienting at first are not disorienting to us <laughs> anymore. But I think it will stay confusing um, for quite some time just because there is no central authority that can tell you what bitcoin is and how to use it and so on so you have to figure it out for yourself and um you know like <laughs> all the charlatans are filled with central authorities to tell you exactly um that bitcoin is bad for example and that their pet project or pet rock in in the newest iteration um is way way better and so that's why we that's i mean people just don't have the time uh, uh, to figure out these things for themselves most of the time. I mean, uh, everyone's <laughs> lives are complicated. And uh, again, like coming back to the fiat, being being stuck in the fiat hamster wheel kind of, you, you don't have the time to sit down for weeks and months on end and, you know, read economic books and, and read, um, like trying to understand money and uh, trying to verify yourself that, you know what the crazy bitcoin maxes on twitter are saying is actually <laughs> correct or not and you because you, you you have to do a lot of digging to really um kind of understand how bitcoin works and what this is all about and to get the confidence that this just won't fall apart uh, because one stop uh, one part will stop working um you like it it takes a long time so so i have a lot of sympathy for people that that are having troubles and that are coming in and they see you know like uh, a few gazillion percentage gain in some random shitcoin and then they ape into that and then they see you know like rappers and other superstars um getting into nfts and you know flexing their their whatever images on <laughs> on twitter and so they, they're like ah i guess that's the new you know it's 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 like uh, a rolex or something or it's like a, a, you know th those um playing cards that are very valuable or like uh i don't know like uh you know in the old days it was post postage stamps <laughs> and so they, they 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 might you know like maybe i buy a coin collection or a postage stamp collection but it's digital now so i i do all that and 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 that will be my security who knows you know like it's like a lottery ticket also you know it's like ah oh, some things went up a gazillion percent so maybe the little jpeg i'm buying will go up a gazillion percentage as well and maybe it will you know like it's <laughs> it's there's a lot of irrationality out there uh, nowadays but it's 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 good that we um that it is definitely easier like uh, some time ago it was almost impossible and now we have 
services like Swan and, and many other AutoDCA services where that focus on Bitcoin only, that focus on education, that um, you know also focus on self custody, which, which is insanely important, and that do a little bit of hand holding to set users up with uh, self custodial wallets and just explain this very nicely. And you set up your you're still if you if you still have a fiat income stream, then it's very easy. You know, like you just take a couple of percent, whatever you're comfortable with, and and get on an automated Bitcoin savings plan. And uh, then you have kind of, you're, you're with one toe already in the Bitcoin standard. And I think that's the way to do it. Yeah, for sure, mate. And we'll get into all of that. But do you remember that in your old fiat life when, when you kind of had that realization that I was talking about? Huh. Hmm. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I used to be very nihilistic just mm -hmm. uh, as a default um do you know why ah that's a good question i i have inklings as of why in in um i was never religious for example never and i uh, i studied the hard sciences so um you know it's very hard to imbue the world with a certain sense of meaning if you know the age and the size of the universe and that the, the the most likely outcome is going to be a heat death of the universe you know <laughs> and and this is true on multiple levels you know like this is this is just from the from the um astrophysics cosmology viewpoint um it's um you know <laughs> it's <laughs> the sun's gonna blow up anyway <laughs> so what's the meaning of it all you know like it's it's kind of it's very easy to to arrive at these conclusions and it's also if you if you it, it doesn't matter what kind of hard science discipline you you dig into it you it, it's very easy to arrive at these kind of conclusions you know like uh if you dig into biology it's it's like the, the layer below biology is chemistry the layer below chemistry is physics uh, the bottom of it is quantum mechanics and it's it's kind of you have this me mechanical uh, deterministic view of the universe which, where it's it's very easy to fall into that and it's very hard to kind of um find a higher sense of meaning in that i think you know like that's i think that's where my nihilism mostly came from um but it's a good question. I, I don't I don't have a definitive answer. But I I always had this. Um, I don't know. It's <laughs> it was very easy for me to to <laughs> fall into nihilism and just act like nothing mattered. Uh, so um, that that's that was my kind of default mode of operation anyway so the fact that my job was kind of meaningless and not very useful and maybe actually i did some you know counterproductive things it, it wasn't it wasn't like that wasn't the worst of it you know like my problems went way deeper <laughs> 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 so yeah to answer your question i, I don't know I, I did not have a a, a definite mo moment i um, I, I think I, I told this story uh, once or twice before, um, but I've, I mean, I've been a, a, in software all my life and uh, I've been, um, yeah, I've, I've just always been coding and just, I, I always try to be useful and, to, and do useful things. And I, I always try to, what, no matter what I do, I try to do a good job at it. And, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of programmers, they will get hired by big companies and those big companies, 
it's it's not necessarily clear um, if what they are doing is good for society or not. And I'm, of course, uh, thinking about Facebook and Google and all the rest of it. I mean, there is a reason why Google removed the tagline, don't be evil <laughs> from their company. It's at a certain point when once you're big enough, it's it's impossible to not be evil. You, you know, like uh, I think, um, I'm not sure if, the, if this is news or anything like that, but you know, Google is now writing software for the Department of Defense and, you know, make the DOD great again and so on and so forth. I mean, mm-hmm. that's just the nature of these things. I think that's why, um, you know, the, the biblical stories really are smart about that. It's the, the Tower of Babel problem kind of, you know, like you don't want to get too big. You want to, you, 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 you kind of, it's everything works way better if it's more decentralized and small and small communities. And we see, we see this with governments, we, we see this with companies and so on. And um, so just, I feel like a lot of talent is kind of wasted uh, in, in the big tech world. And I felt that uh, for in, in my career too, you know, like I I kind of I worked on some things that are morally questionable, and um, it's that it it really ate away at me. And there was a point. <laughs> it's actually a funny story. I was <laughs> I was negotiating a salary raise, and I managed to get a raise and work less. And it it came down to. Uh, I was, I, I think I was making more than twice as much uh, after my negotiation or something like that. It was absolutely ridiculous. And like the next day after I, I, I got the race, I, I handed in my resignation because uh, I, I realized that the same day I, I got the race that uh, it's not about the money. Like no matter what they are going to pay me, I, 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 I will not like it more just because I'm getting paid more. So I, <laughs> it was kind of my, my, uh, you know, um, my uh, conscience, if, if that's the right word, um, mm-hmm. uh, kind of telling me that, you know, that all of that doesn't matter. You, you can't live with yourself. <laughs> that's what, that's the problem. <laughs> and so, yeah, I quit and I went, uh, like I did everything in my power to go Bitcoin full time. And that's why, why I'm here now. And I think a lot of people are still in the situation where um, they kind of, I mean, it's also very easy to lie to yourself, you know, and to actually think that you're making the world a better place by working on the Facebook algorithm and just uh, make every, everyone watch a YouTube commercial for just one second longer or something like that. Um, but I think a lot of people are currently in the situation. They, they have this meaning crisis, like they, they really are in a crisis and they kind of feel deep in their soul that what they are doing is not as meaningful as it could be. Let's put it like that. Meaning crisis, mate. That's uh, that's a perfect way to sum it up, right there. And I, I'm sure that that's hitting home with a lot of listeners that are that, that are trapped in that fiat life and perhaps questioning, you know, why am I doing this? I got to ask, how did that meeting go when you handed in the resignation the day after you'd spent <laughs> weeks negotiating ridiculous package? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it, it wasn't a How super, did you super do large that? How company. did you do that? Did you walk in and do that face-to-face or was that just an email and delete account and, you know? <laughs> no, no, it was face-to-face. And, wow, um, man. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it, it wasn't a, a big company or anything like that. Like, it, it wasn't super large. And and so I knew everyone and, and they kind of knew what was coming anyway. You know, like, it's, no one was surprised, I think. <laughs> um it's uh i think you know you know i'm I, i'm very outspoken i kind of uh i'm not very good at 
hiding my emotions or what I think and, and those kind of things. So everyone kind of knew, you know, like something's up and <laughs> I don't think anyone was really surprised. Uh, but of course, you know, it was a, a, a bit of a, a, a blow to the upper levels because they thought they, they would, uh, like they called me again with, with a great package, so to speak. But um, yeah, no, the, it, <laughs> it was just already over for me anyway. <laughs> it's it's kind of pre-programmed in us to to not want to have that conversation right and this all stems back to our upbringing going through the education system of not questioning authority and uh you know not um having a voice basically and so many people are petrified of handing in their resignation absolutely petrified of having that conversation yeah and it's uh you know, it's a Tim Ferriss thing, you know, he says that the hardest conversations you'll ever have are the ones that were going to move you further forward in life. Um, and I would say 100% of the time that you hand in your resignation, the first thing that happens is a salary raise offer. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> I mean, that's an easy fix, you know, like if you're a bus, you, uh, I always try to see, you know, kind of both sides because as an employer you 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 want to kind of do the the least amount of work for the for the maximum pay and as as um as, as the boss it's the opposite you know you want to you want to pay people as little as possible kind of to to get the most out of them so as a boss it's a very easy fix if someone wants to quit because you of course you have to get new people you have to hire you have to train them and so on uh, to just you know i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna give you a race what about now <laughs> are you willing to stay and it's it's this it's kind of depressing you know it's kind of depressing that that, that this is how it works but i also think there is no other way like um uh, that's kind of the uh, free market way to determine salaries and uh, because you could also say you know we, we just have fixed rates for these kind of roles and so on and there's no negotiation uh involved but it turns out that this this is even worse <laughs> you know like you <laughs> just look at every single communist regime that <laughs> that tried to do this uh up to now so so we kind of have to live with these kind of negotiations and I think there is no better way to to solve this problem. And what for, for any last last point <coughs> for anybody out there listening to this right now that is stuck in their fiat career and you know if you go in and have that conversation what's the worst thing that can happen right they accept your resignation. Uh okay well that's actually what you wanted. Yeah absolutely and I'm <coughs> I'm sorry I have something in my throat. No problem. Let's see if I can make it without drinking anything. <laughs> don't die on us. <laughs> no, no, don't worry. <laughs> yeah, I think, um, I mean, people are rightfully terrified of these kind of situations. It's like most people don't have a, um, have some, no, most people don't have a safety net to fall back on. And I'm, I'm not even talking about a social security safety net or anything like that, which, which can be useful in this kind of situations as well. But of course, you know, like they're always externalized costs to that. And uh, we have to be careful in, in thinking about these things. But um, most people really like, especially, <laughs> man, it's, it's so depressing to see this 
once 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 you see this it's so depressing i think mm -hmm. that everyone is stuck in the fiat mentality and everyone is stuck in the fiat life and it's like how much money can i spend how how much quickly can i get on that how how much you know you don't have anything to fall back on and and that's why these situations arise and that's why it's so painful to have these conversations because it's like if i don't have an income for two months i i'm i'm done for you know like i'm I can't pay rent. I can't put food on the on the table. You know, my wife is gonna leave me. All all those kind of. That's why these conversations are so difficult to have. It's not about the conversations themselves. It's about the consequences. And and uh, you can see this very very clearly in Bitcoin land now. You know, like most people don't need a job in the first place. <laughs> a lot of people working at Bitcoin companies, have, you know, like they are very financially secure. They, they they are very comfortable. And it's like the conversations are very very different. People are you know like. You don't have to suck up to your boss, for example. You know, you just don't have to. It's like, if you don't like what I do, if you don't like what I say, go fuck yourself or go somewhere else, basically. You know, like it's, <laughs> it's, it's, the dynamic changes completely. You know, like it's, it's really interesting to, to observe this. And I, I, you know, of course, you know, that, that, that was a joke. You should not, you should not swear at your boss. You know, like you should still <laughs> be, be nice and cooperate and so on. But still, you, <laughs> you get the, the point I, I was trying to make. And so I think, people are right to be terrified of these kind of conversations and that's also why i think you should be kind of careful to have them and you should have a plan b or an exit plan or you should have you know have your things in order have you have your resume in order have like two or three job offers lined up um have have a plan if your negotiation fails and uh you're not getting the race but you're getting fired you know <laughs> something like that and uh yeah i th i think um you know that's very hard to do because it's a lot of work and that's why most people um yeah don't have that lined up and it's again coming back to to the getting into bitcoin conversation kind of you know it's also a, a lot of hard work you know it would be way easier to ape into some shitcoin and get a billion gazillion percent gain and be done with it and retire tomorrow you know but that's not how it works you actually have to do some work you have to do some work to figure it out you have to do some work to accumulate bitcoin you have to you know you, you still you're gonna need cash flow in the future like mm -hmm. that's 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 just the way it works because um like it, it's yeah, you, you have to think about these things correctly and you have to make smart decisions. And this is a lot of hard work. And I think um, maneuvering yourself in a good position, it just like maneuvering in sailing, you know, like it's 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 hard work. You, you need to know you need to know how to read the wind. You need to know how to read the waves. You need to know how to steer your boat. It's the same thing. And you, you can't just you can't just. You, you also won't get it right the first try, you know, like you, <laughs> it takes a lot of work and a lot of practice. Yeah. You'll go over the side once or twice those yeah. first couple of times or get the boom in the head. Um, that you, you just um, talked about, yeah, you could make a gazillion percent on aping into some bullshit, shit token, uh, NFT, whatever. And what I try and, you know, make people understand is yes, that could be life-changing money, but it's life-changing money for now, like because it's just fiat at the end of the day. That's life-changing money for now. What we're doing at Bitcoin is trying to have life-changing money forever. And forever, I mean generational, you know, not just our own life. Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, I think it's very, very hard for everyone, Bitcoiners included. Um, but for, <laughs> if, if, if all you know is the fiat world, it's impossible to differentiate between money and their money 
Like mm-hmm. in, in most people I know that are in Bitcoin are not in Bitcoin because of the money. They are in Bitcoin because of they want to fix the money, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and and this is so much larger than than any kind of wealth and, and even generational wealth. Don't get me wrong, you know, like uh, it's 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 very nice to be financially secure and and to also have um, some guarantees that future generations will be financially secure and so on. But also that you know, like it's I'm not, it's not clear to me if this, this is a blessing or not. Um, I mean, for, I think it was. Uh, I wanted to say it was Bruce Lee, but I think it was Jackie Chan who um, decided to not give any inheritance to to his son because he it was like you you're gonna have to earn it for himself and i'm pretty sure he's not a bad person you know he's i'm pretty sure it's gonna help him his son out if if he's in a really bad spot but there, there's something to be said about unearned wealth and i think um uh we have to be careful about these things as well and, and, and think about them properly but it's um it's really difficult to differentiate between the money system and the money itself like the purchasing power and the money and how it works and i think everyone who is who is maximizing he's trying to maximize fiat gains it doesn't matter if what you do you you did not understand the root of the problem you're still thinking in fiat so you're still bound to the fiat system and you don't want to fix the fiat system because otherwise you would count your blessings in satoshis you know like you would <laughs> no matter no, no matter what kind of gain you made you would you would compare it to to sets and not, not calculate it in your head in us dollars or euros or what have you and i think this is the hardest switch for people to make dropping the fiat denominator dropping the fiat mindset and um using sets as your denominator and then it's also very clear that because it's a fixed monetary pool you know like there is no other way to do hard honest work to earn more sets there will be no meaningful yield in bitcoin you know i mean take everything i say with a grain of salt you know like you you can't be a lightning node operator you can't provide liquidity for uh collaborative transactions and things like that so there is some some form of you can also mine of course you know but 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 none of that is free you know like there is no free yield you provide a service you provide a service to the network you provide a service to other people so you have to earn your money so you you know like because in the field world there is there is ways to get free money, basically. You know, if you're close to the monetary spigot, you don't have to do any work and you just get more money and that's what you live off, basically. And and I don't think that that will work out in the Bitcoin world. You will have to do meaningful, honest money that society rewards you for and you will be rewarded in sets. And I think once you once you make this switch, this will become increasingly clear. And I think that's also why Bitcoiners, you know, they they try to produce cash flow. They they start businesses. They they start creating and selling art. They they do all kinds of things. And I think that's also in human nature. You know, like it's. <laughs> I I just said recently. You know, it's so funny how you ask people. Um, uh, for example what would other people do if they get universal basic income they were like yeah everyone would just like be sitting at the couch and you know like doing nothing and so on and if you ask people what would you do if you get the universal basic income yeah i would finally start my music career i would you know write a book i would do this and that and so i think i think um humans need to be useful humans need to and that comes back to the meaning crisis which is actually which is by the way not a, not the term i came up with um uh, viveki who has an excellent youtube series awakening from the meaning crisis i i highly recommend it um uh he he's talking about how most of our generation is stuck in, in the meaning crisis or the world as a whole kind of is stuck in the meaning crisis and and it is in part because we 
uh, we lost our religious roots, so to speak, you know, like that, that's one big part of it. And I think fiat culture is another big part of it. But I think you, you need to nurture this creative spark that, that anyone, like everyone um, has that in their heart, I think. And you all, you, I think people want to be useful for, for other people, you know, like people want to do work, people want to do something useful. But that's the crux of the matter. It has to be meaningful. It has to be useful. And, and only you yourself can decide what's meaningful and what's not. It's uh, so true. It really is. It's a default kind of um, human basic instinct that you you want to help people and you uh, derive happiness from that. Uh, and it could be something so simple as helping uh, an old lady in a supermarket reach something from the top shelf. You derive so much pleasure from that when she says thank you and she gives you the smile and you walk, you know, you walk on with the rest of your day feeling better about yourself. Uh, it's just like this whole fiat money and you were talking about free money. Yeah. Being close to the spigot and being able to get that free money, but also at the bottom end, right? It's a lifestyle choice for many people that are just welching off of the welfare systems that are set up in different countries around the world that becomes a full-time job okay to get an extra 600 pounds a year i need to have another kid and then like that's their economic decision making and yeah. it's like madness oh yeah this and 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 we see like we see it now with the um covid lockdowns for example and people just getting money for staying home and they're getting mm -hmm. like 80 percent of the salary and so on and um like there's loads and loads of people on social media and in comment sections of news articles and so on, um, like cheering that on and complaining that this is going to end um, uh, or doing everything in their power that this remains the case, you know, that you, you just, um, you know, like <laughs> it's, and I have to be careful, you know, because now I sound like one of those people that's like, oh, all the other people, if they get universal basic income, you know, they are just sitting on the couch and so on. But I, I don't think that's it. I think it's, I, I truly think it is um, related to um, kind of finding what you did meaningless in a sense, because there are plenty of people that really like what they do mm -hmm. and they like, you know, those are also the people that are opposed to the lockdowns and staying at home, you know, they want to go out and work and do their thing. They have to, like, they have to do it, you know, like it's, 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 it's not only that they want to do it, they have to do it because otherwise they die, basically, you know, like that's, if, if you, if you, if you take away those things from, from, from those people, that's, that's not good, you know, like that's really not good. And there are other people that, that actually, either secretly or openly hate what they are doing. And of course, then you're happy if you don't have to do it and you still get paid and you, uh, you, you can do, I, I'm sure they have, you know, passion projects at home that they do. And it might be whatever, you know, get into window farming or I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what, but <laughs> it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it, it's, it's very kind of, it's very hard to stay optimistic all the time because the clown world is just so clownish. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I I really hope that Bitcoin can offer a hopeful exit to a lot of people. And I, I really hope that that people take note and educate themselves and um, just, yeah, walk through the door, you know, like the, the exit sign is, is bright and, and orange lit and you just have to walk through it. And But it, of course, you have to stand up and do some work. Yeah, that's a good point you make. There's a lot of people out there that are secretly praying to stay home, be paid, so they can carry on 
doing what they're doing, right? Educating themselves, doing their garden, doing up their house, uh, you know, working on that passion project, whatever it is. They don't want to get back on the train. They don't want to sit back in the traffic. That's what they're secretly hope. That's what they want the money for and the furloughs to carry on for the UBI, whatever. Um, which could be what's contributing to this whole thing just dragging on and on and on. And kind of um, this complicitness that we see of like the masses because they don't want to get back on that, that, that hamster wheel. They want to stay off it for as long as possible. Yeah, it, it can definitely be part of it. I, <laughs> I don't know what's going on anymore. Like I, <laughs> I'm, I'm not willing to make any predictions. I've, uh, you know, it's, um... well, did you see what's happening in Vienna? I, I saw this yesterday. Uh, you can now, if you, if you, if you so wish Gigi, uh, you know, we'll keep this between ourselves. But if you so wish, you can pop off this afternoon to your local brothel in Vienna and get oh, shit, 30, yeah. <laughs> 30 minutes free with a lady of your choice if you take the vaccine. I mean, yeah, what yeah, the yeah. fuck is going on? <laughs> I actually saw the headline somewhere, yeah. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it started with donuts, <laughs> then it went to free beers, then it went to free money, and now it's just sex. You guys, you know, go for it, but just yeah. take the vaccine. Just take yeah, the yeah. vaccine, bro. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's madness, mate. Um, yeah, it's, you know, talking about these things is, is so difficult because everything is kind of mixed up, you know, uh, together. Um, it's... <sighs> I don't even know what to say, you know, like if, if, if you have a friend, this friend doesn't trust you, like doesn't trust you fully. I think it's one really bad idea is to force this friend to do something that he doesn't want to do in the first place, you know, mm. like, and I think, I think that's, um, you know, think of the, uh, efficacy of the vaccine and of, of the, the virus, what, what you will. Um, you know, there are different opinions of how, how effective the vaccines are. There are different opinions of how dangerous the virus is and so on. I, for example, I don't think um, I'm, I'm in any danger uh, uh, of catching the virus. I, I had many uh, friends and people in my family that, that had COVID, uh, some barely noticed, you know. And so um, it's, I think everyone has to do a personal risk assessment for these kind of things and, and decisions. But just the... It feels to me that the, the social fabric is kind of dissolving. And this is also a complicated problem because there are multiple reasons for that. It's not only it's not only the governments being evil, you know, like it's the social media bubbles we live all in, for example. You know, it's the like you can't even call them filter bubbles anymore because it's not like that that's <laughs> that, that that I I think I think that's um that doesn't transfer the gravity well enough. It's way worse than that. It's like, it's because it's not filters, you know, like it's the filter bubbles. If we, I, I can't come up with a, with a better name on the spot, but people in their families stop talking to each other because they are in different filter bubbles online, you know, like that, that's, that's what we are talking about. And that's currently happening all over the world, everywhere. Mm -hmm. Like the, the, the levels of uh, divisiveness and, and just, um, when dialogue stops, war starts, you know, 
and we are at that stage. And so I don't want to just blame politics for that. I, I think I think we we have larger problems as as a society, kind of. And uh, that's also why I like podcasts so much and long form conversations, you know, because they reopen dialogues. It's it's impossible to have a meaningful conversation on Twitter. It's absolutely impossible. Like it's it's it, I, I don't care what you think. <laughs> like literally, I don't care what you think, but it's impossible. Like that's out of out of, out of a million conversations on Twitter, maybe. Maybe one time a conversation can actually, you know, uh, be meaningful, and you you change some some someone's mind or, or what have you, or or get into some some detail kind of. Twitter is something else. I think we're still kind of figuring out what Twitter is and, and what it can be useful for. I think it is very useful, but but it's it's not to have Twitter is not here to have conversations, and I think we need to have more conversations to solve these kind of issues. But yeah, I, <laughs> I think you can already tell by my rambling that I'm, I'm kind of frustrated <laughs> currently at the, <laughs> about the state of the world. But it's, it's also telling that, you know, um, that governments are using these, these coercive methods, you know, free donuts, free sex, free money, what have you, to uh, force you into a medical procedure. And I think the trust issue is a way bigger issue than um, the medical one, you know, like um, it... it we will see how the medical things shake out, but this trust cannot be regained. And mm -hmm. so we are in for very, we are already in very weird times, but I think things will get weirder and more okay because trust in governments basically, and also in official institutions is at an all time low. You know, I don't mm -hmm. care if it's governments or medical institutions or universities. It's like, most people I know, they don't trust these institutions anymore. Yeah, I completely agree with that. And and if people, what, what's worrying is those people that still 100% trust in them, even though like over the last two to five years, however long it might be that, uh, you know, certain events around mm -hmm. the world have yeah, red flags just being thrown up everywhere. It's like, you know, <laughs> how are you not asking a question at this stage of just one thing? And any one of these systems or institutions or, you know, the, the, these bureaucrats and the, the amount of criminality that's been avoided by people in, you know, positions of power, and they just keep rolling on and doing their thing, doing what they do. I mean, this is, we've had a lifetime of all of this, of politicians being able to do whatever they want and getting away with it. And it all hits the newspapers. Everybody knows about it, like the Panama Papers and, you know, the most recent um, release as well of the, uh, what were the last uh, papers? I, 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 it was a very similar sounding name, was it not? I, it I don't was. remember the name. Maybe it was Panama too. <laughs> but like, that's how bored we are of it, right? Pandora, right? Was it Pandora? Or Something, no? yeah, Something I think it? you're right. But that, that's, that's how bored we are of it like oh, oh absolutely oh, wow. i don't even pay attention to that i mean you know i know it's going on anyway so yeah. why, why read about it <laughs> exactly it's yeah. like, oh yeah what do you want me to know like and you know another hundred politicians have been found red handed with their hands in a cookie jar stealing money from the people oh well got to get up for work tomorrow never mind yeah that's what that's just what smart successful rich people do you know like uh, you you find all the loopholes and you just avoid <laughs> paying all the taxes at all costs and it's man it's yeah that is kind of frustrating but i think i think what's uh, what will be interesting because as you say there are still those people that are on board 100 with all the official narratives and institutions and, and all of that and 
I think as you can read in the <laughs> Gulag, Gulag Archipelago, you know, it's, it was the hardest for the people that still believed in the system. And they will be in prison too. <laughs> mm. And this is, and and so 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 that's that's really something because I worry about the people still wedded to the system, to the old fiat system, to you know call it what you want, to the <laughs> fiat industrial complex. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a really harsh awakening, and and I think some people are literally not gonna make it. They they won't be. They will hold on to the illusion with everything they have because. The illusion is their life and people are, you know, it's very hard to give up your past life and burn off the parts of yourself that was in bed with the fiat system and all of that. So it, it's, it's going to be difficult for a lot of people. And that's, that's what I worry about. And I think that's why, that's why, you know, like stacking sets, for example, it's such a nice, you know, tipping a toe in the water to, to, a large exit portal and you don't even have to know that it is an exit portal you know it's just like wow number go up wow i suddenly can whatever you know afford going on vacation or do do whatever and uh, i think um you have to you know for some other people it might be food you know it's, it might be just realizing that every like in, in the us for example you know that everything is corn and everything is you can't even call it processed anymore like it's beyond processed <laughs> and uh, you know that might be something for, for for some people and i think you you have to offer these little threats um of hope that will lead to a bigger portal and i think that's that's the only way to 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 change the world like the only way to change the world is to change society and the only way to change society is to change individual minds and hearts and i think that's you know like yeah, everyone can do that I think we should talk about like uh, it's not all sunshine rainbows and roses on the other side right once you find the bitcoin rabbit hole there is going to be a moment <laughs> we're, we're going from bad to worse you know like yeah. it was already a kind of <laughs> depressing <laughs> conversation Don't worry. let's we, let's talk about how fucked up bitcoin is all right yeah, that game. <laughs> but, but, uh, you know to, to to give people some fair warning once you yeah you can start your dca and dip your toe in. that's the perfect way to do it rather than just ape in and like oh my god and, and deal with all of that anxiety but there is going to be a point maybe it affects different people different ways you might be a third of the way down the rabbit hole and you realize that you know pretty much everything you've ever known or ever been taught about has been predicated on pretty much a lie and that hits you hard <laughs> then you got to do some real deep freaking uh, you know how did you yeah, yeah. it's like you that? <laughs> it's like cypher from the matrix right you know who's eating yeah. the steak you know i know the steak is not real but i just want to be plugged back in and i want to believe that it's real <laughs> it's yeah like, just <laughs> plug me back into the matrix and i i don't care i don't care about reality yeah um and if you're the only one right if you're the only one in your family and in your group of friends it brings a whole new set of challenges <laughs> Oh yeah, definitely. Um, well, um, how did I deal with that? It's um, it's an interesting question. It's um, huh. I um, I mean, for me as well, it was it was kind of uh, disorienting at first and so on. But I just I met the most amazing people in Bitcoin, and I consider a lot of them close friends now. And uh, I just try to surround myself uh, with those people. Uh, I think it's it's uh, again once once you huh, once you are at a certain point, it's very hard to um, have 
like uh, I don't want to say regular conversations because that's not not the right word. Like almost borderline fake conversations, you know. I, like I call uh, them nonversations. <laughs> nonversations, yeah. <laughs> Fiat world nonversations, um, and I think that's that's most of the social interactions, and that became increasingly unbearable for me. But this this was also like. I was always leaning into into that direction. Um, like you know, uh, it's uh, this kind of stuff was uh, was always boring to me, and I I always wanted to have real, meaningful, deep conversations. Um, I don't I don't care about the topic, you know. So so for me, it was very easy to just make the decision to all right, I'm going to put myself into a situation where I'm having more meaningful conversations and I'm, I'm I'm gonna do my best to to remove myself from everything else and just remove myself from the fiat world and so on and I think you know my friends and family uh, that's also why I wrote the letter dear friends dear family I think you know many years ago they they kind of came to <laughs> like I don't know I think <laughs> most people still think that I'm completely nuts and that's fine <laughs> that's completely fine I can live with that you know like I've, I have no problem with that at all uh, they might be right in the first place you know like that's uh, who knows who knows what is crazy and what isn't um but but um I just yeah for me it was a very long and very slow process kind of and you know there were some people that uh, also uh, coincidentally, coincidentally um, fell down the Bitcoin rabbit hole a little bit where uh, that I still you know uh, talk to a lot and so on but um, that's also why I uh, very early on you know like uh, it, it occurred to me that um, uh, people will compare bitcoin to a religion because of these effects as well you know and i think you know i'm 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 hesitant with that um uh, comparison a little bit because you know it, it under that lens also you know being a harry potter fan or a star wars fan is is a religion you know it's like you only like if if, if you if you read all the harry potter books and, and it completely consumed you 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 will basically stop to the muggle uh, stop talking to the muggles they're called the muggles right like the normal people and <laughs> you will go to harry potter conventions and you will join harry potter fan clubs and so on and i think that's in, in part what we are doing as well uh, I, I think of course in, in bitcoin the transformation go runs a little bit deeper um but since i was not a harry potter not uh, I, I can't be sure about it but <laughs> i think you know <laughs> it's <laughs> i don't see a lot of harry potter fans exiting society completely and you know starting families that are <laughs> like <laughs> at a farm or what have you <laughs> that, that would be very intense building building magic schools but um yeah i think but i think we see this over and over again in uh, so the thing is that bitcoin definitely transforms you and every transformation can also be painful i think that's what what you're uh getting at kind of you know like it's one, once you're one thirds down the rabbit hole you kind of realize that a lot of things in your mind have changed and and, and thus your life will change and this can be frightening and disorienting, but this is not uh, Bitcoin's fault, so to speak. You know, this happens to other people in other areas as well. You know, like you might get uh, get into surfing, and the first time you catch the perfect wave, you you know, like you you know that this is your life, and you can't go back to your old job, and you you will have to move somewhere else, and you have to join a surfing community, and so on and so forth. And that's what you will you will do. You know, for other people, it's other things. So, I think that's just a normal part of. Uh, personal transformation but of course it is very interesting that something as stupid as bitcoin you know like it is it is a, a couple of lines of code it really is not 
that's sophisticated, you know, if, if you want to, I mean, it is, you know, like, I, of course, know that Bitcoin is very sophisticated and it took a long time to build it and so on and so forth. But, but in the end, it boils down to a couple of lines of code that, that brings into existence a, a new form of money and that that can have such profound, um, even spiritual transformations for people is absolutely mind blowing. You know, like that's, uh, it, it never ceases to, to amaze me that uh, this is, a uh, it has this repeatable quality to it, you know, like, it's like, I don't know the ratio, but it seems to me that like for every 10,000 people that come into Bitcoin, there's going to be like 10 people that are going to, you know, like exit society or what have you, you know, like it's it's going to really transform their lives. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, man. It's, uh, it's one of these things that we just keep trying to figure out, but it's, it's so, I mean, there's no answer to it. Um, I know, uh, you, you've been on John's podcast a couple of times. He does a great, um, deep dive into this. I think he's, he's the one kind of yeah. leading this charge into trying to figure out why is this rewiring our brains? Yeah. Um, which brings us nicely actually to, uh, to CT, but, uh, before we, before we get onto that, let, let's kind of like, uh, wind it back a little bit because, um, since we last spoke, uh, you've been, uh, I mean, you completely, there's no more fiat life for you. You, you were at Swan to begin with, and then, uh, you transferred across the CT. Um, give us like uh, a bit of an overview. How did that happen? What was it like working with Swan and the guys? And then how did CT kind of, uh, present itself and, and what's your role there? Oh man, yeah. First of all, huge out, uh, huge shout out to the whole Swan team. Uh, I think they're still doing an amazing job. Uh, I didn't want to leave in the first place, but you know the <laughs> Norwegians, <laughs> they they uh, left me no choice <laughs> in the matter, kind of. Um, and it's uh, it was really kind of um, yeah. It, it it was very weird for me because. Uh, again, like I, I was super happy at Swan, and um, uh, I, I had this, I got this offer that that was very hard to refuse. <laughs> and, How did it start at Swan? How did that come about for you? Oh, I was, I was just, um, I was doing some some Bitcoin work here and there um, uh, before Swan as well, uh, some contracting work, and I just really liked what they were doing, like fo focus, like Bitcoin only focusing on education, focusing on, on auto DCA. It was the it was the first company that did that, and and so I I just reached out. Um, uh, I don't remember if I reached out to to Corey or to Jan or or to both, and I was like, you know, just just so you know, like most people don't know, I actually, you know, like I, I have a software background. I think I can be useful if you ever need any help, like if you need any kind of module build or what have you, uh, let me know. You know, like I'm, uh, I I would be available for that. And so yeah, we <laughs> we got talking, and and I joined uh, full time very very quickly after that, and uh, yeah. I, I did full stack development for them uh, for almost a year. And of course, also a little bit of education and other work. And um, yeah, uh, so uh, af after that time, um, CT reached out to me. And uh, I, of course, knew of CT because of the share shareholder letter. And um, yeah, they were basically um, <laughs> just trying to get me on board, <laughs> trying to convince me as hard as I, as, as they could, and they managed. And my my current uh, official role is uh, lead developer in the sense that I'm charged with, um, yeah, building a software team and leading various projects. In the sense of, um, we we are currently working on some smaller pieces of the Bitcoin puzzle, so to speak. 
So that's also why the podcast is called Closing the Loop because I see Bitcoin as a like large orange loop when everything is said and done, you know, like it's <laughs> the large orange circle in, in the sense that um, the end result of all of it is going to be a circular economy. But it's very hard to do that yet and it's impossible to do it for the whole world. Uh, so Bitcoin is just too small and uh, we don't have all the, the infrastructure necessary yet. And so... Um, that's the lens that I use to look at the whole space, kind of what, what is still needed, what should be built, what can be built. And at CT, we are exploring some of those puzzle pieces. And of course, um, we're a subsidiary of Acre, and Acre is a large energy company, so mining will be a, a large part of that as well. And on the software side, we are currently exploring multiple things. And for example, um, just to showcase what is possible, we built a, a Lightning login uh, page so lightning login.life is the url and you can use your lightning wallet to log in and it it's using ln url auth underneath so it's basically you don't need a username you don't need a password you just scan a qr code and you're logged in and uh what identifies you are the keys in your wallet and um this like this concept exists for a while like they're the the yubi keys for example you know that that have keys on them as well and that, that you can use as a second factor and so on but usually people lose their keys you know like that's what happens <laughs> that's why why it's as a single factor it's not too useful but with bitcoin this is different because um you will make sure to back up your keys for bitcoin you know because there is real money in it and and so i think that's why why it shows a lot of promise like why why those ideas like uh you know bitcoin breathes a lot of life into some old ideas and this is one of, of those uh old ideas kind of because i think um usernames and passwords are terrible and we need to in the long run we need to do away with them everything else is still worse you know like biometrics are still worse because biometrics are usernames not passwords you know like using your fingerprint to log in and using your iris scan to log in that's an even more terrible <laughs> idea than a password you know or to get a token <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> So, yeah, no, it's it's just terrible. A lot of people are so confused about these things; it's it's not even funny. Um, but uh, yeah, so so that's that's one part. Uh, we, we worked with the podcasting 2.0 guys a lot uh, to to push that forward. I'm super super bullish, like because that's you can already see that this is one part of the very small circular economy. You know, like people are earning sets and they are earning sets through podcasting and it's streaming payments. And this is completely revolutionary. I think people do not talk about this enough, <laughs> you know, like it's because the current narrative is all about, you know, nation states and gold 2.0 and digital real estate and so on. But Bitcoin, we, we must not forget that Bitcoin is also programmable money and that you, you can do amazing things with, with it and you can do things with it that were absolutely impossible in the fiat system. You know, like you, you cannot do streaming money with, Visa or MasterCard or PayPal or what have you. It just doesn't work. There, there are very good reasons why it doesn't work. And if you want to get into those reasons, uh, read Layered Money by Nikmatia. You know, like that's that's I think that's the, the, the best way to understand why this doesn't work. It's not a it's not a technological problem, it's a monetary problem, it's a settlement problem, and so on. And I think a lot of new um ways to monetize all kinds of things will pop up uh, and they, they're going to be based on Bitcoin. And uh, yeah, podcasting 2.0, what Adam Carey uh, championed and uh, the streaming payments um, 
that are used by podcasting 2.0. I, I think all of that is super, super interesting. And we helped to flesh out the specification of, of the value block and uh, made it a bit more future-proof and uh, allowed for more fine granular payment splits and stuff like that. And we helped implement that in Breeze. And uh, that's that's what I'm currently uh, you know, working on when I'm not shit posting on Twitter. <laughs> it's it's great. And I was talking to Matt O'Dell about this just the other night, and I've had Oscar Marion from um, Fountain App that uh, is new on the on the scene and new streaming service, which uh, I really love that app. It's, it's doing great things. Um, and Breeze, yeah, I've used Breeze before, listened to John's show. I, I'm streaming to, well, I li always listen to John's show on Breeze, closing the loop at least, because those sats go somewhere else, I think, to charity or to devs. What, what was the gig? Yeah, exactly. Um, so we wanted to to do the payment splits between um, all the people that, that produce the show and the guests. But the guests, of course, you know, like <laughs> they, they always want to be very generous. And so they always say like, uh, you know, just give it to the Human Rights Foundation or, or what have you. And so mm -hmm. we are currently um, trying to get more charities onboarded um, because of course very few very few charities are set up to receive uh, streaming payments currently the human rights foundation is one of them uh, adam curry also has a has a fund um, where we direct um, payments to that helps other people use podcasting 2.0 and onboards them and you know it's used to um create channels to people and and you know so that you have like a thousand sets or something to just play around with and and, and get get onboarded and um yeah we we just wanted to kind of um yeah eat our own dog food so to speak and just play around with it ourselves and and use it ourselves and uh, that's also why we ran into certain limitations that we we wanted to fix and uh yeah that's um that's that's what what we've been working on there there are some other things that i can't talk about unfortunately mm -hmm. <laughs> but there, there is going to be some announcements uh coming probably in the next weeks or so or months uh i <laughs> i don't want to give any timelines but there's there's some things coming down the line and yeah it, it's it's all to me it's all very exciting because um the things that were very theoretical only a couple of years ago are now uh, yeah they they're coming to fruition even quicker than i think most optimistic bitcoiners thought they would be i mean we we have we have a whole nation on the bitcoin standard let's I mean, it's not a complete Bitcoin standard, you know, and there's a lot of things to complain about. But don't get me wrong. I like complaining <laughs> as much as the next Bitcoiner. But still, I think we should also we should also kind of pause for a moment and look back and, and just be astonished at the fact that how far Bitcoin has come already. You know, like you can go to a Starbucks and buy your coffee on Lightning and people do. <laughs> you can go to a McDonald's and buy your, your Fiat food <laughs> with sound money and people do, you know? And there's there's so many great projects and great people in the space. It's, it's very hard to keep up. And of course, you know, there are so many things that uh, it, it will be absolutely impossible to keep up in the next couple of months and years because as we speak, Bitcoin is completely revolutionizing the energy sector, like completely, you know, in, in multiple ways. And it, it is doing it because it is the, the buyer of last resort and it can, it can take energy no matter where the energy is. You know? And it's, it's like that single aspect alone is so insanely fascinating and almost no one is aware of it. And people are working on that 
you know, more than full-time and they are building companies and they are, you know, out in the oil fields and <laughs> setting up huts and just, you know, working with power companies and uh, even, even uh, countries, you know, like to balance out energy grids and do, do all kinds of things. And of course, this is still very, very, very early, you know, like I don't want to overhype it, but it's, it's still amazing that this is what Bitcoin is currently doing. You know, like this, if, if you would have told me that, like even five years ago, I would not have believed you. And yet here we are. It, yeah, it's and, and I want to talk to you about the energy thing, because obviously that's a big thing going on at CT. But uh, last thing on the uh, the streaming sats and, and Breeze Wallet and the other services around, um, I'd like to like throw an idea past you that uh, perhaps for the next um, you know, I fleshed this idea out with with Oscar and with Matt the other night. How do we get more noobs, people that have never been exposed to Bitcoin, suddenly exposed to Bitcoin? And an idea kind of crossed my mind was, say, for example, Breeze uh, with CT's backing could preload wallets with like a thousand Satoshis for those noobs that download Breeze. So if I can send an, uh, an episode to uh, a friend that's never used Breeze before, say, hey, download this. They download it and then wow there's what are these things there's a thousand satoshis in here and i can stream and play around with them now they're they're bypassing just bitcoin right they're just going straight to the lightning network and straight to this idea of micro payments and i don't know yeah i think that's definitely like the, uh an, an idea you know um that, that's how paypal did it <laughs> right <laughs> it was basically sign up for paypal and you you'll get five bucks and if you manage to sign up someone else uh you know, you you split five bucks or something like that. I, I I don't know exactly how it worked, but they I I mean they were famous for you know eating the losses for the longest time. Like it was in in the high millions <laughs> that, that they paid users to 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 use PayPal and, and get them. We could always give out free sex, I suppose. <laughs> GG too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, why why not both? You know. <laughs> <laughs> You, you you get you you get a thousand sets of the prostitute for half an hour. We, <laughs> we, we're gonna make it work one way or another. No, I I think all of that is not needed to be honest. Um, it truly is not. I I think it would be nice to have, and I think you know more adoption would be nice. But it's also my main worry is that things will happen too fast mm -hmm. in both senses in in the sense of hyper bitcoinization bitcoin monetizing too quickly and in the uh, fall of rome sense you know like the downfall i i hope it happens slowly you know i hope it it it's not a big implosion i hope it it, it withers away and um i think i think economic reality will force people to use bitcoin i don't think free sets will uh, set the right incentives. Um, it, mm -hmm. it might be for some, you know, but um, I'm I'm a huge believer that uh, gifted bitcoins are are lost bitcoins. So so whenever you gift bitcoins to someone, just consider them lost already, because that's usually what people do with gifted bitcoins. <laughs> they lose them, <laughs> and it doesn't matter how much or how little it is. Uh, most of the people just they. If if you get something and you don't care about it, then you will not take good care of it mm -hmm. by definition, and then you will lose it or mess it up in some other way, or you will sell it, or you will you know flip it for <laughs> Petrock or what have you. And um, so yeah, it's I see it's gonna be two things. It's gonna be number go up. People will be incentivized to save in Bitcoin, 
And I think, again, the, the most sensible way to do this is to get yourself an automated Bitcoin savings plan. Um, everything else is still kind of difficult, earning sets and, and uh, using it and so on. And there, there, there are various reasons why that is, you know, like the, um, I mean, if, if you, in some countries, if you run a web shop, for example, and you're selling goods and services for Bitcoin, and uh, like it's it depending on the country, it it can be so difficult uh, in terms of taxation. It, like that's we're currently at that stage where some things are just super difficult, you know. And for f the the podcasting stuff has me so hopeful because the the amounts are so minuscule that that this is not an issue usually, and that um, it also it doesn't feel like it feels like internet points, you know, like we're back to magic internet money. It's like sets sipping back back and forth, and there are so many cool mechanisms uh, where you can have boosts and where you can have you know little messages for for the podcaster that you really like and and those kind of things. And this is we're so ridiculously early on that, and it's already so cool. But we don't even have interfaces yet to parse out the boostograms, really. You know, like you you don't even you don't have a nice podcasting interface uh, on your node or what have you, or, or or some 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 service that 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 makes all of that very easy to use and 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 shows you really shows you how cool that is. But all of that will come. You know, like people are building that already and we, we will have that, you know, like end of next year from now, we will have something like that. I'm pretty sure about that, you know, and I'm, I know that I'm always very optimistic about those things, but still uh, there, there is reasons to be optimistic. You know, we did, we did not have easy to use full node solutions and now we have them and, and we have an explosion of full nodes. Lightning was not easy to use. Lightning was anything but stable and, and it, it was, it, it really was a, a pain in the butt to, to, to use. And now it isn't anymore. You know, we have way better tooling, we have way better automation, we have just everything improves all the time. And I can't tell you what the tipping point is, but people, again, they will be incentivized to use Bitcoin as a savings vehicle. That's just economic reality. And everything else will also happen because of individual choices and because of individual pain or curiosity. You know, people are going to get the platform because the clown world will not get less clownish. It will get more clownish. And people that are currently YouTubers, they will get the platform because they say the wrong word. Or it's going to get so ridiculous that you will have to use double speak all the time and you have to be very, very careful all the time that just the mental burden and the cost of doing that is going to get so high that they are going to move to something else where this is not an issue. And I think this is how it's going to play out. And the, the, the incentive of a couple of thousand free th sets is not enough. I think you... I think you you either have to be curious and and do it on your own, or or you you have to feel the pain. And I'm pretty sure that the pain is going to increase because the centralized platforms they they have no choice either. You know, like you have no say over the matter of what happens to 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 your policy if you're YouTube, for example. You know, like everyone is at your doorstep, and so it, it it's just <laughs> it's gonna get increasingly ridiculous. You know, like I mean. <laughs> just look at let's go Brandon, you know, like it's, that's a banned phrase right there. You know, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if you get demonetized, if you, if you say let's go Brandon on air. So, so sorry about being demonetized now, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> <laughs> that whole thing is just so weird. I've not even looked into like what's going on there. It's just such a clownish. Yeah. It's <laughs> Best to ignore. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. So yeah. much is to ignore. In fact, like all of it is to ignore. Like Keith Levine was on the other night saying, if, if you, if you work on the assumption that if you 
unfortunately are exposed to a news headline or some kind of quick uh, TV transmission or some kind of uh, like media outlet, you know, whatever they're pouring at you, look at it, do a 180 on it, and you'll probably be closer to the truth because what you're being told <laughs> is complete bullshit. And it's all a narrative. Um, and it's good advice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, 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 that is very true. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it shouldn't be that funny, but it is actually it's it's actually it's funny because it's because, true. Yeah, it's true. funny because it's true. Yeah. So CT then for those people that don't know exactly what went down, uh, the shareholder letter that you referenced um, that was uh, penned by uh, by Snore, is that correct? Am I saying that correctly? Um, <laughs> um, there, there, there were uh, two people uh, right. behind the letter. Uh, it, um, um i i'm i'm not gonna mention names <laughs> sure. people can find the shareholder letter and they can see who signed it at the bottom uh, for themselves but um what was it about that letter that like uh, if, if you can explain to people like we we saw that hit the wire and whoa yeah so um again i think i think everyone every every single bitcoin has the point where it really clicks and where it's like, okay, this thing is gonna change absolutely everything. And if, like, if you know what I'm talking about, you you had this point, and then you know, like, it's <laughs> you 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 kind of uh, worldview changes, and it's it's very much like you know the very very early internet days. Like, if if you really understand what the internet is and and can be, uh, a lot of things change, and your your mind will go wild, kind of, you know. And and we are in this, we are living in this world right now, and again, you know, like it's not all sunshines and rainbows, but it's still the internet is is an amazing technology and an amazing thing, and we wouldn't be where we are at right now um uh if it weren't for the internet and i think the same will be true for bitcoin uh, just in a couple of years time and so the ct shareholder letter um uh it 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 was surprising to a lot of people because acre is a kind of um a more traditional company i would say um so it's not you know like a young silicon valley startup <laughs> that's what i mean uh, it's 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 a, a large industry giant kind of and um, yeah, some of the higher ups at Acre, they had this moment, I think, and that's uh, why they wrote the shareholder letter and launched CT. And um, uh, it's uh, CT is all about kind of enabling the world that we see as Bitcoiners and, and just um, trying to use the resources um, that the large company has to to. Uh, yeah, make this happen in, in in a in a better way, kind of, you know, help help it along a little bit, maybe. That's the <laughs> one, one one way to see it. Yeah, well, they picked a good guy to help that man. Congratulations! We are very very hopeful for the future and to see what's going to come from something that is so well, you know, so well funded, and with such great vision and with someone like yourself <clears throat> at the helm pushing this forward and and having John on side as well. I mean, you guys are one of us. You're in a great position to to carry this forward and, uh, you know, fingers crossed. And I'm just really hopeful uh, for the future. And uh, I can't wait to see what, what comes out of your work. Yeah, thank you. Likewise, I'm, I'm very hopeful as well. And we're just getting started. So um, there's there's lots of more stuff to come. And yeah, it's it's again, it's very exciting to just be part of it all. And um to to see what people are building and uh yeah we we like to 
work with uh, amazing teams as much as possible. So if you're building something cool on Bitcoin, on Lightning, um, if you have any questions, don't be shy to reach out to me. I'm I'm very reachable usually. <laughs> what, what about what about citadels? Can you help people build their citadels? Because this is what people are really getting into at the moment, isn't it? Uh, there's so a lot of talk like the Meshtadel, which has been coined by um, Soul Exporter, and what uh, the, the work that Joel's doing at Untapped. Uh, that there's projects yeah. popping up all over the world. Uh, do you, do you get questions around that? Um, I do get some of those questions personally, but not in a professional context just yet, I would say. <laughs> but it's yeah, I think a lot of those concepts are are super interesting. I um I think you know um you'd be the perfect it, company place to help provide <laughs> power to Citadel, surely. Yeah. Yeah. Or consult I'm, on power. How yeah. to how to generate power in um, you know remote locations? Yeah, maybe I don't know. I, I I'm not sure, but uh, yeah, I think I think it's it's super interesting that a lot of people go into um, building sustainable farms. You know, like mm -hmm. do something that that really um, kind of scales in the sense that a lot of people can do it you know and uh be just more self-sufficient i think that's you know um uh the, the the background that i currently have on is from my piece the um adopting the responsibility the responsibility of adopting a bitcoin standard and i think that's what we are seeing playing out in 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 the uh, in, in citadel land so to speak that people realize that they can be responsible you know, for their Bitcoin and for their own node and those kind of things. And this responsibility seeps out into other areas. And one of those areas is food production or, uh, you know, having a roof over your head and those kind of things. And uh, I think it's super interesting on a, on a personal level that this is happening and that these worlds are kind of merging and that uh, Bitcoiners are venturing into this world and trying to, to build solid foundations for for a better future basically and for for their families and those kind of things I, I think that's that's really really hopeful as well build it they will come because I, I I've got a keen eye on you know where are these projects happening because I would love to go and live in one one day you know yeah. uh, and yeah. in what jurisdictions you know the perfect would be no tax or at least you know, low tax or tax that you're paying towards something, you know, that's actually adding value to the community and you're, you know, getting something back in return for the money that's being taken from you. You know, again, what a thought, uh, <laughs> how far we've fallen in the fiat world. Uh, have you got, are you doing the same kind of thing? Have you got eyes um, on different jurisdictions? Do, you know, I, I'm always thinking about, I mean, we're currently based in France. I don't see how that's going to keep working for us if they keep pushing these like um overreaching kind of policies on us that they want to ban homeschooling as of next year i mean this to me is, is just despicable mm -hmm. um to take away these choices away from from parents from families they're basically saying you're not fit enough to parent your child we need to take them and we yeah. need to educate them and we get to decide what they learn we get to decide how they learn and it, on, on our terms and from our curriculum, from our books, nothing else allowed. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it, it, it's 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 also understandable because I think you know homeschooling is very dangerous to the state. So of course <laughs> it is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
it's it, it, it's very understandable from that perspective um uh you know of course i'm not agreeing with it but it's like <laughs> again we have this <laughs> the uh, employer and the employee you know like you have to put yourself into the shoes of, of of your employer to to understand what's going on and i think that's exactly what's what's going on you know like i think the the so many things are crumbling that uh they are the, the state is trying to do everything in its power to kind of stop things from falling apart and this is one part of it you know indoctrination is one part of it and uh yeah and to answer your question uh yeah i i think we are in a in a similar situation in, in the sense that we don't see a big future where, where we are currently in austria and uh for the same reasons and so yeah i'm i'm definitely looking at, at different locations but we we haven't made up our mind yet and um of course you know as as you know it's not not exactly easy to pack up and leave and move somewhere else and uh if you have family and all of it um uh, but yeah um it's it's kind of unbelievable that we we are at this stage already um uh like just speaking from a society standpoint <laughs> mm -hmm. but that's where we are and i think we we kind of have to try to make the best of it and uh, just find some pockets of freedom and pockets of sanity where you can just um <laughs> focus as much as you can on the good and on making things better and on uh you know working on something that is um yeah meaningful to you and uh i i hope that there's that like i know that there must be still some places in the world where this is possible and i'm currently trying to find them yeah i'm hopeful in the next six to nine months that more and more are going to start just emerging um they everybody's got an eye on el salvador uh there's got to be a small country in europe that is thinking along the same lines people have you know talked about this at length that you know there, there are certain small smaller nations out there that are not part of the European Union, but are still imprisoned by the Euro. What yeah. a perfect opportunity just to say, nah, we are not going to bind ourselves to your money printing and your devaluation. And we're not going to be ultimately coerced and pushed onto your central bank digital coin. Why would we? we want to take sovereignty and you know be our own nation again a yeah. lot of these countries have been on the wait list to get in the eu they think it's the gilded path right and they keep having the door slammed in their face i mean it's disgusting <laughs> yeah um let's see how things shake out i i you know i <laughs> on most days i'm i'm super super optimistic because i uh i, I don't think um i don't think it's i think anything else is very um non-productive in a sense that if you just focus on the bad and uh, uh you know go go down in a depressive downward spiral uh, it's not <laughs> it's not easy to think clearly and it's uh um yeah it's but still it's it's very hard for me to 
to currently decipher what is going on and how things are going to shake out. Uh, I'm not super bullish on Europe, <laughs> for example. <laughs> I'm just not. <laughs> so let's see. It would be great if, uh, you know, one of the smaller, uh, for example, Eastern European countries uh, secedes, for example, and, and moves to a Bitcoin standard. But I just don't see it happening anytime soon. But mm. then again, you know, I was very surprised by El Salvador. So that, so that, that came out of nowhere, kind of. Uh, who knows what's going to happen? We're living in strange times. Yeah, uh, at least we have Bitcoin. Bitcoin is hope and we are all bullish for the future. Mate, we should wrap it up. Uh, I don't know if you remember your last two answers to this question, but if you had one orange pill left to give to somebody, <laughs> who would you give it to and why? I I mentioned the Pope at least once, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you did, yes. <laughs> so yeah i i i would uh, i think i will stick with the religious figures i think you know the dalai lama or something would great would be great he has an orange robe already so you know it's a perfect fit and i i think i think you know I, I mean, that would bring a lot of joy to my life if, if someone if someone like that, like, <laughs> because it would be so out of left field again, you know, again, uh, most people think of Bitcoin as, uh, you know, like uh, Wall Street finance and, uh, you know, gold and those kind of things. And if, if a spiritual leader would step up and, and say like, yeah, Bitcoin makes perfect sense. And, you know, I've used it a lot and I've been stacking sets and it's just, it's obviously, you know, the, the pristine divine money and, <laughs> and so on and so forth. <laughs> that would be amazing. So if I could, if I could, if I had one magic orange pill to give and, and uh, the person would immediately get it, it uh, today, my answer would be the Dalai Lama. <laughs> oh, mate, I love it. And yeah, it's, it's a great pick because we've had the CEOs, as you know, We've had the sports stars across different um, sports. We've had uh, celebrities, rappers, singers, pop stars, whatever, uh, president, politicians. Yeah, you're probably like it. That's probably about the last sector that, uh, <laughs> if you want to call it, well, a sector with a you know sect in capitals. Uh, then, <laughs> yeah, there. Nice pick, mate. Love it. Where can uh, we? We should. We should point people towards uh, where they can find your work. Obviously, uh, 21 Lessons, um, I think that can be listened to still on uh, Bitcoin Audible. Guy can yeah, read yeah. it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, it's um, uh, it's all over the place. So 21 Lessons come. I've linked all the various versions and translations and so on there as well. You can read it online for free. You can listen to the whole book to, uh, for free as well. Uh, it's also on Audible, uh, so you can also buy it. <laughs> and the, the paper version, of course, you, you, you'll have to buy and um yeah i think the easiest place to find all my stuff is just twitter there's a lot of links there as well uh there gg on twitter and i um i i still haven't done that yet but i i, I stopped publishing on, on medium I'm, I'm gonna probably like uh <laughs> um I'm not sure if I'm going to delete my stuff there or just link to the new versions, but uh, everything I I have written and I will write in the future is on dirtgg.com. And uh, yeah, um, that's about it. Uh, as, as I said before, I think I'm, I'm, I'm still writing. I'm currently working on my second book uh, that's going to be online on uh, 21waysbook.com. And um, there's some chapters already published. Um, and there is some chapters, um, like 95% done. I just have to polish them up and I'm going to publish them too. And yeah, it's going to be published as soon as it's done. I'm a little bit behind. Apologies to everyone who's 
looking forward to that i'm looking forward to finishing it as well but uh as everyone who has ever written anything knows it, it always is a little bit more tricky than than you first think and uh yeah but i i have some i think i have some interesting things coming out in in the next couple of weeks and i, I i'll do my best to finish this off on, on the weekends what's the book going to be called 21 ways to look at bitcoin 21 ways to look at Bitcoin. Man, I'm looking yeah. forward to that. And uh, right, I'm going to try and pronounce it, but I believe you're a host of or co-host of a Bitcoin podcast called Ein und Zwanzig. Yeah, exactly. That was really good. Yeah, it, <laughs> it's the German word for 21. And uh, I, um, I helped launch this podcast and uh, I've been a big part of it uh, for the first couple of seasons. Uh, I think we had the episode like we're at like episode 120 now or something like that it's it's ridiculous uh we've been done we've been doing it for a couple of years now and um luckily i got a lot of help from the german community and so i kind of <laughs> managed to fully decentralize myself and so i i'm, I'm still on the, on the on the podcast from time to time uh but uh my involvement got less and less over time just because other people took over and they are doing a way better job than i could uh, it's mostly because i'm you know like i'm so ingrained in the english-speaking world that i i have a really hard time just talking german about bitcoin because my brain immediately goes to english phrases and uh just <laughs> once i think about bitcoin my brain switches to english so talking in german about it is really really difficult for me well what's number go up in german does that even translate <laughs> no i don't think i don't think we have a translation for that i think <laughs> i think we also say number go up yeah <laughs> it's funny I, i've spoken to a lot of french people about this and they're like uh you know uh de la pain, for, for example they're like dan there's no way in the world you know you, it just doesn't happen no a french person would say le, le rabidol <laughs> we, we just use the english <laughs> so, yeah that's so, awesome <laughs> I can I can, I sympathize with uh with what you're saying it's uh yeah it must be difficult um there is so much uh you know colloquialism in in English in Bitcoin that it's yeah, just yeah. never going to translate yeah. and uh yeah no but but we we definitely have some German sayings that popped up and a lot of them came from the community as well and, and we just have you know uh, a little bit different phrases now for 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 similar concepts as well yeah. One one last thing, one actually quite funny thing is uh, like to to call somebody a pleb here in France is like the biggest no no. <laughs> like you, can, I've had French people tell me, no 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 no, Daniel, c'est pas possible. You, you cannot call people plebs. I'm like no no no, it's an endearing way. Like it's uh, you yeah know, yeah. It's, yeah. You have to, is that the same kind of thing in Germany or in Austria? Or... <laughs> no, uh, no, no, we have, we have a lot of uh, plebs in, in the German speaking community and everyone is a proud, uh, proud pleb. So we don't have this uh, probably historical connotation attached to it. <laughs> the, the French Bitcoiners, they love being plebs, but when you talk to the noobs, they, um, yeah. oh man, their heads spin. It's like, oh, the, the, it's, a, it's a grand faux pas. Yeah, anyway. yeah, no. But it, it is funny because a lot of normies, you know, when you mention Fiat, they they are gonna think you're you're talking about an Italian car. So you know, there's yeah. <laughs> we run into those <laughs> issues as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, for for normies, it's like, what are you talking about? Fiat Fiat's one minute and Lambo's the next. You know, I I, I don't understand. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, you come from a Fiat car and you can end up in a Lambo. That's. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, if you're in Bitcoin long enough, you're gonna realize that you don't need a Lambo in the first place. I think that's what I what I uh, that, that's what happened to me, kind of. <laughs> Unless it's one of those beautiful old Lamborghini tractors that you're gonna use to to till yeah, your yeah, exactly, to, to, yeah. on your <laughs> yeah, exactly. on your self sufficient city. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that's the new Lambo. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, Gigi. All right. <laughs> Great to hang out with you, man. It's been far too long. Thanks for updating us on everything. And uh, I'm sure there's tons of stuff we could have carried on talking about. But uh, we'll end it here and I look forward to the next time. I will do as well. Thanks again for having me. See you, man. See ya. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you again, Gigi, for hanging out today. Can't wait for our next conversation. Always love catching up with you. Really love the fact that you're doing some amazing work at one of the biggest companies uh, out there in the energy space we've got you on board we've got john vallis helping you out with the podcast and you know getting the message across and, and building tools and sharing ideas we're in good hands plebs we are in very very good hands and yeah go check out those lamborghini tractors i'm telling you these things are absolutely beautiful that is the tractor you're going to want to till the land on your citadel self-sufficient wonderful great big acreage farm whatever it is that you're dreaming of and building because i know that's what a lot of us in the space are, are thinking of doing and you know hats off to all of the guys that are doing work and getting this kind of movement off the ground the meshtadel idea the regenerative agriculture um anything to do with you know this idea of being self-sufficient and self-sovereign and, and how we as bitcoiners can share ideas and, and move this thing forward as, as quickly as we can uh really looking forward to the book mate you know get your head down knuckle down let's let's get this thing out there the plebs await really appreciate all of you guys for listening sharing retweeting subscribing whatever it is you do please check out the show sponsors that's swanbitcoin.com forward slash bitten Check out coincorner.com in the UK, shiftcrypto.ch forward slash bitten for your hardware wallet. Make sure you want to go to the conference. You hit up the link in the show notes to get a 10% discount. And across Europe, if you want to be stacking sats, use relay.ch forward slash bitten. Catch you on the next one.